0: Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our text, appointed for our meditation here this morning, is recorded in the 25th chapter of the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, beginning with the first verse. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins, who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise." for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us to your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. You may be seated. The hymn we just sang is known as The King of Corrals. It was written by Philip Nicolai a late 16th century Lutheran pastor from UNA, Germany. He appended it to a devotional book that focused on the joys of eternal life, but also being properly prepared to meet the Lord. At that time, plague was running through his community. And sad to say, um, the death that COVID has caused in our day is only a flash in the pan compared to the death that plague caused in his day. Consequently, young Philip Nikolai spent every day um, meditating and being prepared for the Lord's second coming. For you do not know the day or the hour when our Lord will come again. Our text for today reminds us to always be prepared. But since we are often lax in this regard, God often has to use crosses, sicknesses, and death to wake us up out of our spiritual slumber. Much like a loving father, God disciplines us, lest we be shut out of heaven because of a dead faith. I then ask you, have you spent this pandemic making sure your faith is living and active? Or have you spent it complaining about COVID or how everyone else has been handling it? Let us then meditate on this theme. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Before we go any further, we need to explain the parable. Jesus is the bridegroom. The bridal procession is his second coming. The coming is to gather all the faithful into the wedding feast of heaven and to consign the unfaithful to eternal destruction in hell. The wise virgins are Christians with a living faith. The foolish virgins are those who let their faith die out. The oil is a living faith. The lit lamps are the love that flows forth from a living faith. The point of the parable is to always be prepared, for you never know when you will breathe your last or when the Lord will come again for his second coming. Now, don't mistake these foolish virgins for some godless pagans that have never darkened a church door. No, these foolish virgins refer to many of those who still fill our churches today. In fact, these foolish virgins were once so devout that they stood out apart from the world with the wise virgins in eager anticipation for the coming of our Lord. If then even these virgins were shut out of heaven, then take heed lest we fall. For it doesn't matter how well you know the scriptures, if you aren't striving every day to live them out. It doesn't matter how loving the world thinks you are if you're not living the love of Christ as spelled out by Jesus Christ in the sacred scriptures. Brothers and sisters, if your faith isn't daily growing through a regular use of the means of grace and its actualization in love, then our faith is dying and we'll be cast out into outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Hear the very jarring words of our Lord. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many, for the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. But weren't these wise virgins being unloving by not sharing their oil? To be sure, We ought to strive to help each other prepare. However, no one can share their faith with another. Faith is personal. You can't believe for another. If your faith is dead when you breathe your last or when Christ comes again, it won't matter how many doctrines you knew. It won't matter how many good works you did. It won't matter how repentant you once were. If you forsake the Lord in this life, he won't trouble you in the next. While this text is indeed a dire warning against all forms of counterfeit Christianity, it is not hopeless. For Jesus Christ, our bridegroom, came that first advent to woo, to court each one of us back to himself. But sad to say, when he found us, each one of us had pinned ourselves out to sin. In the jarring words of the prophet Isaiah, all Jerusalem had become a whore. And yet, Jesus Christ, the greater Hosea, wooed us, he wedded us, and he made us his own. Despite our repeated rebuffs, He won our cold, dead hearts over to him. Then as a result of our nuptial union with him, he took upon himself our sin, our death, and our hell. And he gave us in exchange his holiness, his life, and his heaven. As the prophet Isaiah declares, though your sins were like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they were red like crimson, they shall be like wool. On account of his salvific act on our behalf, we too can enjoy a white wedding, forgiven, cleansed, and purified in the blood of the Lamb. What is more, he has made us all capable of resisting sin in him and remaining faithful to him. Therefore, there's not one of us here today that needs to be shut out of the kingdom of heaven. Yet to remain wise virgins, we have to stay on our guard. Faith dies when we are off our guard. Like those foolish virgins, those with a dead faith won't even realize it until it's too late. For Jesus says, on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, Did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? Therefore, stay alert. We can remain so, first of all, by continually praying to God to sharpen our conscience so that we are never found unprepared. Second, by never putting off until tomorrow what we should repent of today. Third, by nourishing and feeding our faith with God's word and holy sacraments. Fourth, by busying ourselves with acts of love and avoiding all spiritual idleness. And fifth and foremost, by holding fast and clinging to God's rock-hard promise, a bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. Finally, none of us can believe for another. But until our death, or until the Lord comes again, we can certainly strive to help each other in need. We don't have to write a devotional, compose a hymn, or be a pastor like Philip Nikolai. All we need do is speak God's killing word to any one of us who have become lax, and then speak God's life-giving word in order to strengthen and and bolster each other. For through the lips of fellow Christians, Christ continues to woo us, to court us back unto himself whenever we lose our way. For every Christian is a mutually supporting member of one body, that is, the Holy Christian Church the Bride of Christ. I therefore leave you with St. Paul's exhortation. And we urge you, brethren, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. Amen.